Okay, welcome everybody to episode six of Dano Says So. As he glances down and make sure it's episode six. Um, today I'm going to be talking to Lynn Lee, all the time bassist and sometime vocalist, I hope you don't mind me framing it that way, of Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Uh, Bad Cop, Bad Cop is in a challenging situation in that they dropped their third LP right in the middle of this year's shit show. And that's definitely something I want to ask you about. And there's some topical stuff that you know I want to get on. So, Lynn, thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me, Dan. All right, no problem. It is it's a gift and a pleasure to, to talk to pick people's mind for the first time via the computer. <laughs> yeah. um, right off the bat, I was particularly struck uh, by Pursuit of Liberty. Um, frankly, I really want to hear where you're coming from with the song. Also, I wanted to commend you on the snarl in the vocals. Uh, oh. when, you, when, you, when you really reach out there, that's a killer, you know, Joan Jett-esque growl that uh, is never a bad thing to hear. Thank you. Um, well, I mean, that song uh, is obviously about uh, how I feel about our current policies regarding mm -hmm. immigration and refugees and asylum seekers. And um, it's, a, it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> To say the least, sure. It's, it's fucked up to say the least, and um, and it's just appalling knowing that like there, there, in, even in this pandemic, there are people in detention centers in deplorable conditions, mm -hmm. exposed to all this, all the not even like just inhumane shit that they had to deal with before the pandemic, but adding that the fucking virus on top of it. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna keep swearing. Is that cool? <laughs> on my fucking YouTube channel, how dare you? <laughs> I always ask. I'm like. Okay. Hey, um, I guess kids will learn eventually, right? Um, right. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's just absolutely disgusting. And, um, you know, we, this country, I mean, like, I come from a family of refugees. Like, my family moved here um, in 1975 from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom and dad and my sister. And my mom was pregnant with my other sister. Okay. And, and even though I didn't know what they went through, because mm -hmm. I didn't experience it firsthand their experience has helped build me into who I am now and um being and becoming compassionate and empathetic to other people's situations like just taking a second and seeing it from someone else's point of view just for a second right. um, I cannot imagine what it's like to have to a be forced to leave your home that one and be go through obstacles that are life-threatening. You are like, there are people that will do anything just for the opportunity to pursue another, to have another chance at life. You know, right. a lot of people don't make it. They don't even make it here, you know, and for them to go all, through all of that. And especially with this country having its motto being, you know, um, Give me your tired, your poor, your humble masses. You know that, like that, the, whole, that is, the whole Ellis Island speech, yeah. Yes, when Ellis Island, like the first thing you see going into New York City is the Statue of Liberty. Like this is, this is what our and we're a country that's built on stolen land. Like, right? You know what I mean? Well, I don't want to derail your train of thought, but I was going to say so much of those hypocrisies and those contradictions are front and center now. They're one of the few great upshots of, of what everything that's gone on this year. But well, it, I just don't understand why it's 
why, why is this even a, th- a question? Like people are, are, are fleeing for their, they're, they're leaving a specific mm-hmm. situation, whether it's a war torn country, whether it's gang violence, whether it's domestic abuse mm-hmm. <clears throat> and to seek asylum to give themselves, give them and their family a better life, you know, and this mm-hmm. is our, our country is supposed to be known as the land of opportunity. You know, right. how dare you, how dare you put up a fucking wall then? How dare you have that mentality? This heated, heated, heated attitude towards towards immigration of any kind. They, you know, on the stump, on the stump, most politicians will act like they're fine with legal or correctly processed entry. But reality is, reality yeah. is, they want they want the they want the country locked down and they want the filters. Yeah. Absolutely. But what where I'm going, I, I don't mean to babble. It's like you're just making me think. I missed the memo that we were just going to, you know, abandon our identity as a nation of immigrants, or you know. Or as yeah. an asylum country, I didn't. I didn't hear. Yeah, I, it's like I. I just don't understand. I don't understand the lack of compassion. I don't understand why people are like, no, we can't have them come in because they're all criminals. I'm like, you want to know what comes? You know what's behind that rhetoric? It's fucking racism. It's fucking people afraid of what they don't fucking know is coming into this country, and in fact, it's helping build the foundation of this fucking country. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, um, and with my family, like, yes, they went through some serious obstacles, but eventually they received the help to be able to get where they are, mm-hmm. you know, and my parents worked grueling, you know, the really difficult assembly line jobs to be able to provide for my sisters and I, for us to grow up in, you know, the, the surroundings that we, and to put us in the places that we are now, you know, and there are people that don't have that opportunity. What makes them different? Tell me, you know what I mean? Tell me what makes their situation different, you know? And, and I'm not even saying like all Vietnamese people were helped out either. There were people, there were Vietnamese people that were discriminated against too. There Mm -hmm. were the Japanese that were sent to fucking concentration camps, you know, back in the world war two, you know, it's, it's, it's mind boggling to me, like how fear mongering completely overtakes any sort of real, like just humanity, like just wanting to it's, help it's difficult people. to relate to. And it's funny because that, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that that just examining what the hell kind of person can do that or, or, or be that numb to it is, is kind of where you go in certain kind of monsters. Yeah, I was certain kind of monster. That was actually like a a direct response to seeing a video of ICE agents raiding a family, taking away the father of the family, you know, and like what is the justification behind this? It's, a, it's my job. I need I need to be able to do my job though. Fuck your job. You can find another fucking job that doesn't have to fucking put people through this. How could you look at yourself in the mirror? How? How? How could you live another day knowing that you, you do this and get paid to do this to other people? Other people haven't done shit. They just want to fucking live a great life, you know? They want to provide for their family. Like, it's just, it's disgusting behavior. And it, it and, you know, as much as I, you know, with certain kind of monster, as much as I, you know, <laughs> I would love to show my physical aggression towards, you know, <laughs> ICE agents, as a lot of, you know, um, people do, as you know, as well as friends uh, of mine as well. Um, 
I'd rather try and start a conversation first. And that's where the song comes in. And, well, if, and so, the same way with Pursuit of Liberty is um, being able to provide a perspective first. Right. You know, but, and if we can start with that, then maybe that can help change people's it's minds. Not the, it's not the easier of the two paths, too. And that's, you know, just, you know, I'm 52 years old and I was lucky. My mother, I was raised by, I was raised by a single parent mother who for an Orange County mom was pretty far left. I mean, the first book she ever gave me was uh, Soul on Ice by Eldridge Cleaver, right? Mm. Um, and it's funny because I was just thinking <laughs> while you were talking about this, I, I, for whatever reason, I grew up with a really, really heavy fascination uh, with sort of the free speech movement, with the Black Panthers, with Muhammad Ali, which explains everything that's going on behind me. Um, but uh, that whether you go Gandhi, Martin Luther King, even just, you know, even now versus the Stokely Carmichael's, the Malcolm X's, things like that, that virulent, violent pushback response is always going to be the sexier and the more immediate massage to the anger you feel, but it's not the easier of the two, you know? Right. You know, and it's, I'm not sure I, you know, my whole life from my rather safe position, I wrestle with what's really the right, right way to respond to hatred and respond to violence. All I can say, and all, and I can only really speak for myself. I mean, I, I, being a person of color, but a non-black person of color, I don't, mm. I don't even know what it's like to be in their position either. But all mm. we can do is is to listen, is to learn, is to, you know what I mean, and to be not be like, oh, they're, you know they're just complaining or like get over it that this you know racism's been around forever you can't change that shit yes we fucking can you can change your mindset you can change your mindset and the more people that change their mindset about the whole topic mm-hmm. the more right. allies that we gather the more people come to the realization that like we are in this together mm-hmm. <laughs> if you fight back it's a not gonna be pretty <laughs> mm-hmm. right but it's it's not going to resolve anything either. We just not, all it's, have, not, it's, it's never the way you change minds. You know, and it's like, all we can say is, the, all the, and I forget who, who said it um, the best. And it's like, we're lucky that, that, that black people want equality and not revenge. Right. Yeah. That, is a, very true. that is an incredibly powerful yeah. quote. And I forget exactly who said it. Um, but she, like, she had posted a video. Um, her name is uh, Kimberly Latrice Jones. Okay. And, she, and this was when the whole, the, the Black Lives Matter um, protests were happening at the very beginning at the end of May. Right. Um, Just immediately following George Floyd. It, immediately following. And she, she said it the most passionately and the most eloquently. And when she said that phrase that, you know, you're lucky that black people want equality and not revenge. I was like, that's it. That's it. That's what, that's what the LGBTQ community wants. They want equality. What is, Hmm? why is that such a fucking hard concept? Well, people who are at the top of our official food chain find it hard to walk away. Oh my God. And it's, and it's an an ugly (laughs) aspect of human nature. I, I, it's not defensible. Um, you're in a band with a, with two things, a pronounced, a number of pronounced social agendas, which I, which I always love. The band I do right now is the least, is the least political I've ever done. And what do you know? I start a, I start a YouTube channel that's almost exclusively political at times. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
anyway, you guys have a very pronounced agenda. You also are very open about some particularly vulnerable issues, things that have had to do with addiction, things that, you know, a lot of relationship dynamics and everything else. This is a philosophical question. Do you think that music changes any minds or do you think that it just comforts the already converted, which is not a bad service? That, I... I think um, I think it would be a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. You know, um, for those that are already that are already fans, that are already like have the same mindset, um, it's it's only going to uh, validate their emotions and mm-hmm. feelings like this. But it's I feel not like unimportant. What's that? It's still it's, it's not, not unimportant. unimportant. Yeah. Not unimportant. No. Um, but I feel like the though I haven't really witnessed any conversions, <laughs> so to speak, mm-hmm. it's wishful thinking, of course, because we want to make, I mean, it, it's not like we're trying to be preachy or anything like that, but we're just trying to introduce a different perspective. Right. And if, if people that are on the opposite side of things where they're, they're where it comes to like ignorance has kind of overpowered their, their mm-hmm. mentality right but the and they're very very stubborn as to what they know and right. how they feel um i think as soon as they really listen mm-hmm. and decide for themselves of course um and understand then i think that transition and that evolution can can start to happen and drive in a direction that would be in a more positive way right um, Granted, it's a very difficult thing to do, <laughs> but um, but it, that it, here's to hoping, you know. I think without silence and without kinship that you can get from topical music, that maybe some people abandon important fights, you know. And and the thing is, is like we can't remain silent. No, silence is horseshit. I agree. But it, it is. Well, we can't be complicit to these issues either, you know. Like it's been like this. <laughs> so let's talk. It's a cheesy transition. It's a cheesy segue, but it occurred to me when you used the word silence. Let's talk about an unintentional, unwanted silence that hit people in your position. Uh, you released an album in June. I gotta believe while you were putting the finishing touches on that album, you pictured a very active year ahead. Wait, I'm sorry. The- I would imagine while you guys were putting the finishing touches on the album, or while it was pressed, while it was being pressed, and everything else, you probably pictured a very busy year ahead. Yeah, I would assume that's kind of shit. Yeah, well, I mean, we were on we were on tour when this bullshit was happening. We were in. Oh, you had to come home, huh? Yeah, we had to we had to cut our 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 tour by two weeks. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, we made it back in time. Like it was kind of a crazy forty eight hours of getting home, but we made it in one piece and Mm -hmm. safely, um, and quarantined ourselves. You know and. We had to, you know, we, we just had to. Um, but yeah, of course, we were under the impression that we were going to be able to be like, all right, we're putting out our our third LP on Fat, and we're, you know, and it took us a year to... World domination awaits, <laughs> you know? The anticipation yeah. was just like building and building and building. Right. Um, and oh. I mean, it's it's sad that we, we, you know, we're all, I mean, everyone is going through this. We're not able to play 
live gigs like that you know of course we miss that we of course we miss that intimacy with the crowd and being able to see our friends and being able to be in a public place without we having to worry about contracting a freaking respiratory virus that can fucking kill you exactly Um, which by the way fuck all those people that don't want to wear a mask (laughs) absolutely yeah (laughs) well so do you do you guys are you guys even jamming or are you just on hold we, um, you know what, we've done some live streams here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, like it wasn't until like a few weeks ago where we actually all got together to practice. We are all mm-hmm. you know, being very cautious about it. And, you know, um, but for a while we did like live streams, like solo live streams, you know, something, some, right. some sort of, and, and even, you know, even though it sucks to put out an album that you can't tour on, it still needed to be done. You know, people, we got to give people new music and it's, it's incredibly relevant right now, you know? Well, it's the, the, the studio that, that, that I record at, we've had an album sitting around, not an album, but a, a follow-up release, probably going to be a 10-inch, sitting around collecting dust since February, you know, because there's still vocal yeah. work done on it and some more songs. Because, I mean, for most other things, our producer was getting ready to have, he, he, uh, he was getting ready to be, to be a father. You know, and, and and the baby and the baby oh, showed okay, up wait, during this is period. It, is it is it is it Paul Minor? Yeah, of course it's Paul. You know, ah. I, didn't, I didn't know I didn't know whether he'd want us mentioning that on here. Not, Sorry, Paul. I called no, you out. It's been done, fucker. So congratulations. <laughs> now it's out in the world. Then what is Paul? Love that guy. Absolutely. How can you not? But where, <laughs> I, was, where I was going, okay, and it's hard not to be distracted by finding out that you have somebody like Paul in common. Uh, where I was going is. There's every chance, because we haven't been getting together in the interim, there's every chance when a lot of bands pick it back up, you've been on almost a year break. And at that point, psychologically, are you even the same band, or are you basically starting over? I think for bands, the longer the history, the more you are. Yeah, I guess, yes. I mean, it like... I'll tell you this, the first time I went to practice with all the girls again, it was just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> this is <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> you know? um, Somehow I don't think Shiner's Club's going to act like that. <laughs> I don't see Doug doing that. <laughs> oh, come on. You guys know that when you guys get back together, you'll be like, oh my God, this rule. This, I've, been, I've been missing playing this. Like, yeah. it's no, no, we won't. No, we won't. No. <laughs> um, you and I are getting silly here. Uh, uh, so we're dropping Long Beach names in so Southern California per- personalities. So I'm going to use a very specific example for my next subject I sit around and i wonder what happens to places like alex's you oh know? man i think about that too oh man well, to those of you guys that are watching from anywhere else alex's is probably the best live venue in southern california you know it's independently owned it hosts everybody from you know local neighborhood hardcore to the damned yeah you know? and it's it's absence throughout quarantine has been deafening and i sit there and i wonder will it be there when this is over and I think so. Won't be, you know. Yeah. I think so. They're doing what they can within the restrictions to mm-hmm. continue to have uh, to maintain business, you know, right. um, to the best of their ability. Um, I would say, you know, it's it's been hard, not even just for Alex's part, but like for a lot, you know, my 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 fiance and I really try our hardest to make sure that we can help out our the local businesses along to the best of our ability you know um even if it's not like 
and a lot of people have lost their jobs out there. You know, I, I'm one of the lucky ones that is, you know. I've made my living. Life. I've made my living running bars and restaurants, mostly bars, my entire adult life. Most people I know aren't working right now. I know, and and I actually just put out like a a post on a petition to continue that $600 a week increase for unemployment. Right. Um, to go until uh, December 31st. So sign that shit. <laughs> we'll do. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there because you so, know what? I mean, because it, it's needed. It you is. Know? There's so many people, not even people in the service industry, you know, like actually everybody in the service industry, but mm-hmm. there are self, you know, people that are self-employed like this. It's, it's, Do you, are you, are you optimistic? I am optimistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to remain optimistic. I'm scared to get, I think, I think we're going to lose some small rooms, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I hope we don't. I do see, I do understand the reality of the situation where like, because I've seen some businesses and, you know, small businesses mm-hmm. closing permanently. Yeah. It's super, it's super upsetting and sad, you know? And, I hope that it doesn't happen and I hope it doesn't continue to happen and like seeing more and more, especially like small music venues closing down. Um, But I think a driving force is, you know, on top of remaining optimistic is Mm -hmm. to, you know, be able to, if you can't make any financial donation, then Mm -hmm. then then fucking share information about it. The people that can, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, you know, we, we try to order food out, you know, once or twice a week to to local places well, around. Delivery is eating me out of house and home. I know. <laughs> I mean, we I love to cook, and my dude loves to barbecue. You know, and it helps us save money. But at the same time, we you know we really try our best to try to help out the small bit, and that's all we can do without it jeopardizing anybody's health. Um, it's a simple reality. Yeah, it's it it's shitty, and part of helping these businesses out is wearing your fucking mask. If you didn't say it, I was going to do it. So good on you. That if was going to be, that was going to be, mask, that was going to be my bow on the subject. So. I'm so sick and tired of these fucking self selfish ass people that are like, the best excuse I've heard was the carbon monoxide is more poisonous to me than what, you know, while I wear the mask than the virus is. First of all, Carbon monoxide does not come out of your body. It's carbon <laughs> dioxide. Second of all, it is, <laughs> you're not a car. <laughs> so there's not actual exhaust coming out of your breath unless you are inhaling, you know, fossil fuels and like, <laughs> but, um, but fuck it. It's, it's, it is proven to be helpful. Oh, it's scientific. Resisting it. Resisting it is scientifically unsound. It's a moronic hill to die on. And what's funny is a lot of the same people that are complaining about not being able to go to a bar or so to some of, some of your more burnout types in the, in the, in the world of punk rock that mm-hmm. are just, you know, whining endlessly about Newsom, about the venues not being there and everything else, aren't the ones who have a behavior available to them to help expedite it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you want fucking shows to happen, wear your fucking mask. Exactly. Do this shit. Help everybody. Right. Not all because you're uncomfortable or your hair doesn't look good or that you want that massage or shit. <laughs> fucking deal with it, okay? Like, wear your fucking mask. And anybody that fucking volunteers not to wear a mask, y'all should fucking revoke 
any fucking right to receive any sort of medical attention yeah. when you receive this, when you contract this virus, because you are wasting resources and people's fucking time that are working their asses off to fucking cut, control this shit. Well said. So I try to keep these around 30 minutes. I don't know where we're at because I don't run a clock, but, um, well, no, but, uh, I wanted to throw one more at you, and let's just go ahead and go into this. Don't, it's probably the last thing I'm going to talk about, but one of the more important ones, every general election, it hits the social networks, and before that, it used to just hit you know, the shit-talking stations around the table in a bar. But there's all these people, you're a sucker if you vote, you're a fool, if you back either of these parties, if you think your vote matters, blah, 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 the electoral college, there's 8 million different points. I'm wondering where you fall in all of that. There's some substance to, to different points of argument. Uh, but to me, the vote is crucial. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, my personal opinion, I think we should do away with the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be purely based on the popular vote. Right. Just, just throwing that out there. But the, the people that are out there that are like, you know, voting is a waste or like I don't agree with either party so I don't vote at all like then you are not allowed to complain you know to me I get it and there are some people who's thinking on it is very well organized that sooner or later you're going to have to pick that four year window where you don't go for the lesser of two evils man this ain't the year this ain't the year because this is the biggest most toxic slob I've ever seen in office and and I'm not a youngster I, you know what, I, and I'm not a big, I'm not a Biden fan. I will vote for him because, <laughs> because right. look at the other option. Right. Um, but I really, uh, I really hope that he considers a VP candidate that is, that is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think and he's I, going. I think he's going Stacey Abrams, but I've been wrong before. That you know what? That's that. I'm like, please, Stacey Abrams. Uh-huh. God damn it! Yeah. Please, God damn it! Um. But, like, and I understand, like, the the frustration behind, like, fuck, we have to choose the lesser between two evils. I get it. I get it. But not voting is so much worse. Look at what happened. I mean, well, yeah, with this 2016 election, I mean, there's a lot of other things on top of people that didn't vote, but, um, but, but if you don't, but if you don't contribute in, in the minuscule fashion that is available to you, you just become a bigger problem amongst that list exactly. of problems. Yeah. You are not contributing towards something that will actually be beneficial. Right. For the public. You are doing a disservice then, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, and then you have no right to complain when you have fucking issues. Right. You didn't vote, then you need to fucking shut the fuck up. Register to vote, you guys. And you know what? Support the, even though the USPS can be kind of a pain in the ass sometimes, please support it because voter suppression is fucking real. And we, and we are in a pandemic right now. We need to vote by mail. That fucking bullshit about like voter fraud. Voter fraud is the ultimate red herring. Agreed. You know, but, like that is fear mongering bullshit. That right. is bullshit. That is bullshit. And anytime I think of voter fraud, like they're going to choose like dead people. I think of the Simpsons episode where uh, Mayor Quimby and Sideshow Bob are mm-hmm. running for mayor. Okay. And then he has all like a bunch of like dead people <laughs> voting for, mm-hmm. uh, for Bob Twilliger and like right. even, even Lisa's cat. She's like, this is <laughs> personal. Like, what do you think is going to like, 
are you kidding me? Like, it's, it's astonishing to me, like, the level of dumbassery. The only thing I will say is there are, there are, there are well-meaning, thoughtful people who don't agree with us. It, 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 it just shocks me. You know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the specifics of this particular cycle Wait, you said they were thoughtful, meaningful people that don't agree with. Well, for instance, for instance, for instance, probably a third of the interview I did with Russ Rankin last week was about you know him abstaining from backing Biden even though he despises Trump, and he he didn't argue his case poor he didn't argue his case poorly he didn't convince me I didn't convince him, right. but that's one of those things that as I get older I realize not everyone who adopts a position I find easy to vilify is necessary necessarily the villain that they could be. It's never as easy as that, you know? Yeah, but I also feel that meaningful, thoughtful people would actually do something mm -hmm. to try to implement the change that they want and to be able to implement the, the movement to help everybody instead of right. doing nothing. Mm -hmm. I feel like doing nothing is way more harmful this is a specific case of nothing. I don't want it to seem like we're citing one example because this is yeah. a man who clearly puts like, more. This is a man know, who clearly puts puts more good out into the universe than bad. Yeah. But I don't. Sure. I, but I. But I'm not. I'm not rolling in that boat on this subject. You know. Sure. No. I, and that's fine. Like I just. I just. It's hard for me. No matter how much good you put out into the world, and like this. This goes for myself too. I will call myself mm -hmm. out on this shit because there's sometimes where like I feel like. I could be doing more and I don't. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I do make as much of an effort as I possibly can. But there are times where I'm like, shit, I should have, shit, I should have I just done this instead of this, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like anybody that is, that, de that makes the decision to do absolutely nothing. For example, and I'm just only going to put this as an example, not voting. Mm -hmm. Not voting is, is the most selfish thing, I think. I think it is because I, you are- No, I'm smiling because it's for, you know, for my own personal agenda, that's a killer spot to let the interview stop on, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, people can argue with me all they want, but like, if you do not, if you make- a conscious effort not to vote because you don't like either party, right? Mm -hmm. Then what is your solution exactly to move it, forward? It would be devil's advocacy for me to debate you because you and I are actually sitting on the same side of this table. Right. <laughs> so, no, but so I thank you for giving voice to it. One of my big worries here is that this, I started doing this as sort of a pandemic cure, not to the, not to the disease, but to the depression. You know, because there was no music in my life, because I was spending so much time at home. Um, I buried a cat during quarantine. Oh, and, and, no. And, well, no, and finding finding a voice through this and getting to hear the voices of people I respect has ended up being a smart move. But one of the great fears was is that it would just be, okay, now every three days I drop another person I respect bashing Trump. Well, that's going to stop being interesting. So I'm also interviewing some some fairly apolitical people, some graphic designers. I'm interviewing the owner of a pressing plant. But uh, I heard exactly what I hoped to hear from you, and I heard it rather energetically and forcefully from you today, so I thank you. <laughs>
no problem. It, okay. I mean, like I said, I'm going to have my haters out there. Hate is going to hate. Um, but honestly, I, like my, as a human, mm-hmm. question that should be on anybody's mind that has any sort of heart that any, that had, that feels like not, I mean, like, yeah, I, I'm in, given this situation, I'm in the best possible situation I could be in. Mm-hmm. But we are all going through this at, at different levels. So what, what energy could I put out there to help this situation? Whether it's, you know, talking with you about like different ideas about, mm-hmm. you know, how we can get through this together, having a podcast, like other, encouraging other people to, to be able to speak up. Um, and start maybe start their own podcast or like, you know, picking up picking up a hobby or something. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also really important to be able to understand like that there are really dire situations out there that require participation. Mm-hmm. That things are not going to change simply because you just saw it and oh, I agree. That's it. Even something as minuscule as sharing, reposting. Right. The more information, the more credible. <laughs> let me let me emphasize credible information. Lin Lee comes out for for what is it? Uh, what was it? What was the pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> the more credible information that is mm-hmm. brought forth to the public, and right. the more educated people will be. And I feel like that the more educated, and I I feel like the more educated people are, and and they can respond to things the way they can, right? Whether it's anger, whether it's frustration, whatever. But I think that the more resources that are out there will only give a driving force to people that like didn't think to do something before and they'd be like, oh, this is something I can do. I could take a minute to sign this petition that, you know, that will, uh, will help, you know, push the initiative to increase the unemployment budget for, for everybody, hit, you know, being hit by the pandemic, mm-hmm. something like that. That right. is still progress. That is still something that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think voting is one of those things. And I think voting by mail will reduce, you know, jeopardizing people's health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because, you know, A, there's not going to be, I mean, well, what was it, Kentucky? Um, it was Kentucky, I think, that it was, that, like, there was only, like, one or two. <laughs> oh, no, nationally, nationally, it, it's still something, it's in the hundred, in the hundredths of a percentage point, total, total trackable voter fraud. It's a joke. It's, yeah. It's asking and if you are complaining and want your voice heard that whether if it's if you're voting for somebody that i fucking hate at least you're implementing something right you are putting your action your words into action Well, hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, 
Kebmo, Lake Street Dive, Bay Lafleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.